Warning. Animated context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic, and you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I disagree with existentialist philosopher John Paul Sartre that hell is other people because hell is clearly this podcast. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, I feel like I should apologize. God damn it! already no 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 not for today just for what i did to you last time okay it was considered cruel and unusual by a lot of people you're not forgiven (laughs) (laughs) nor do i think you ever will be oh come now remington can't you find it deep within your heart within your loins that i should get a semblance of forgiveness for what i've done to you I I could look deep in my heart, but recently it has been torn out of my chest and stabbed while it is still beating. Well, quite frankly, that should make it easier to look inside of. Oh, all right. So, So you're apologizing, and does that mean that today we have something better? Uh, technically, yes. Oh, technically, yes. So, so this is gonna be another, like, popular thing, which I'm still gonna hate. Uh, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe means yes. It's a bit of a coin flip for you this time around, Remington. (laughs) But before we get into that, I did have a reason for showing you that last time, and it wasn't just pure torture. (laughs) Okay, what was the reason, Sean? Well, because, Remington, we are in the month of October. Uh, That we are. And you know what that means? It means spooky things. And that means I had to horrify you in some way. Oh, God. (laughs) And traditional horror just doesn't do that for you anymore. Uh, it It does not. No, it needs to be existential and apparently involve sisters (laughs) aren't you happy you don't actually have a little sister oh so glad yeah so i figured i would start off october with a bit of a uh something that would actually terrify you okay but this time around i'm actually going to go into something that is horror related something something dark something violent something a little scary depending on your uh preference i do like horror related things yeah and this one isn't pure scare tactics it's not gonna set you up tension wise for uh your usual moments of jump scares or true fear Uh uh-huh it's more like an overall horror of action okay so the horror of violence the horror of man as a whole as of monsters you know that kind of horror yeah okay more suspense action less uh creepy crawly stuff okay this seems precariously promising so what i'm telling you right now is it's basically a super edgy show yep and i as we have learned i do enjoy edgy shows i enjoy edgy but i don't enjoy edgy yep and i also have a term that i forgot existed for a while but is a term that you should really know oh there's still more terms there's so many terms <laughs> I, have... I, thought, I thought we had finished with the japanese language i, have, oh, I yeah. thought that we had covered it all by now oh then why don't you tell me a sentence in japanese Konnichiwa, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say that I have heard anime girls say that line. But it's technically only half Japanese. 
or one third, depending on how you arrange motherfucker. Is motherfucker one word for you? Uh, of course it is. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's half Japanese, so you're getting uh, there, bud. Uh, <laughs> Alright, what's no. the term, Sean? Uh, the term is called seinen. Seinen. Uh, it CNN. Is CNN. <laughs> Your show for news, action, and anime. This sounds familiar. <laughs> No. I think I've seen this one. Yeah, no. <laughs> CNN is my favorite anime. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was more realistic, personally. <laughs> but uh, seinen, spelled S-E-I-N-E-N, is a uh, genre term or an overarching genre term, much like shonen or uh, shoujo. Okay. So what seinen directly translates to is young men. Wait, wait, wait just a minute here, Sean. Yeah? <laughs> Something's not adding up. What's not adding up, bud? That's what shonen is. Well, it's more like young boy for shonen. Okay, listen here. <laughs> <laughs> I, with this, I'm already confused, and this is just shonen in disguise, and I don't like shonen usually. Oh, this is bad. So basically what it is, is it's... The divide between shonen and seinen is the age value. So seinen is for people of age 17 to late 20. It's basically that range. So our age group, Remington. Oh, yay. So it's going to be, well, men of that age group, I should say. So it's going to be, like I said, a lot of action, a lot of violence, and uh, a few adult themes. I became way less interested in this now. I figured you would. But <laughs> you were looking for a term to define... Things like Death Note, yep. uh, things like Mirai Nikki, yep. Seinen is a good uh, term for them. Okay, those are good, but it's so close to Shonen. Oh, this is tough. Yeah, and I have told you that those shows are very Shonen in a lot of their qualities. Uh, okay, I'm conflicted. All right, so what about the show that we're actually going to be discussing? So it's going to be Seinen, but what is it? So Remington, I've noticed I've had a bit of a bad habit with this show. Oh? Uh, when it comes to animes and remakes... Okay. We're doing a remake of a fairly popular anime. All right. Uh, which I also think the remake is better. <laughs> so there's there's the controversy for you there. <laughs> we, we've touched on very few originals when a remake is available, I've noticed. That is very true, and I usually tend to like the remakes. <laughs> uh, but this case is very justified. Uh, are you familiar with... Uh, the anime known as Helsing. I am not like Van Helsing, like yes. Vampire Hunter. Oh, yeah. So, like, th this is about Van Helsing. Kind of. Oh, this is about Vampire Hunter. Kind of. This <laughs> what? Well, <laughs> so you're kind of right, and you're kind of wrong. How can I be kind of right? I don't understand. So, Helsing is the story of what you might expect, vampires in the world and the Helsing organization, uh, which was founded by Van Helsing. Oh, okay. Uh, and their job is to combat, you know, dark, evil, supernatural threats, usually vampires and the like. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, kind of right. It's by Helsing, but it's not about Helsing. It takes place in the 90s. Oh, the 90s. Yeah. Because the original Helsing anime came out in the mid-90s, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, boy. Uh, but that's not the one we're talking about. The one no, we're talking about is the one that started in 2006 uh, and ran until 2012. Oh, okay. That's quite a long running time. You'd think that, but there's only 10 episodes. <laughs> what? <laughs> we, did, we did two episodes a year. 
Yeah, basically, actually. Oh, I don't understand. They did the BBC Sherlock route with this kind of thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I know you hate <laughs> Sherlock, but that's no reason to disregard this anime. Uh, I'll be the judge of that. So the reason that this happened was, um, it's not, it wasn't aired on TV. Let me just put it to you that way. Where was it aired? It's technically a thing called an OVA. I briefly touched upon it in previous episodes. Do you remember what an OVA is? An OVA is an original Velcro acrobat. So they're an acrobat who can stick into the sky using Velcro and they do their own stunts. It's very original. You got it in one, Remington. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I could do it. <laughs> no, of course you didn't get that right. Oh, damn. You got one word of it right, which was original. Oh, okay. It's original video animation, OVA. Is, okay, so is that just not by a studio or something? No, it is by a studio. Oh, I'm so confused. So, I was expecting that, quite frankly, but OVAs are kind of... Oh, wait, they're the extra bullcrap that's added on, aren't they? For the most part, yes. So is this just all extra bullcrap? No, it's a remake. <laughs> okay. So in OVA, Remington, original video animation, it's basically a term for something that is professionally made but hasn't been aired on TV. Whether it's because it's an extra addition to a show, a remake of a show that's too violent or gory for normal TV, or just like a TV movies based on anime. Okay, so we've discussed this very briefly in the context of it being like added on to a DVD release so that it can sell better. It's basically a promotional a lot of the time. And I can understand if it's placed onto a DVD. So when you say that, my initial instinct would think that this was all released just as a DVD, but it had a running time of six years, so that doesn't add up at all. So I have no idea how this was released. OVA is a very broad general term. Uh, but it is what it sounds like. It, they were kind of released straight to DVDs and, and Blu-rays and such, and people would go and pick them up because of their love for the original series. Just, like, one at a time? How'd this work? Well, yeah, basically. What? Uh, because... Who would buy a DVD of a single episode of a show? I believe they released them about two episodes at a time, like you said. Who would buy a DVD of two episodes of a single show? Well, here's the thing, Remington. OVAs aren't restricted by TV anime rules. I don't like where this is going. So each individual episode... No. ...is a little longer. No. It's about 45 to 50 minutes no. per episode. So they're really more like mini-movies or your standard uh, TV show. Kind of like Sherlock, actually. This is awful. By the way, Sherlock is my favorite anime. <laughs> One of the best. <laughs> this means more anime, which is significantly worse. Ah, that's not necessarily the case, Remington. We've watched shows that you've adored and loved in the past. A small handful. Yeah, and Full Metal Alchemist was one of them, and we watched ten episodes of that. Oh, and that is the exception rather- Wait a minute, Sean. Sean. <laughs> I have a very important question, Sean. Uh, I might have an answer, Remington. <laughs> Sean, I have a very important question for you, because I recognize that- between episode 20 and 30, you have yet to implement the Sean bullshit rule that says that we watch significantly more of an anime than our three to four episode rule. And so I'm asking a very important question, Sean. How many episodes are we planning to watch? Surely it should just 
be two because that's the regular length of what we normally watch. Right, Sean? Well, the thing is, Remington. Sean? You know I love you like a brother, right? Sean? <laughs> <laughs> We're probably going to watch three episodes. Okay, okay. I'm okay. not implementing my rule, not this time. Not okay. for this show. Because oh, that would God. take... An exorbitant amount of time. That would take a whole day's worth of watching. Oh, I'm aware. <laughs> okay, three still more than I'd like. If anything, you've just tricked me into being happy that I'm only going to be watching like two and a half hours, which is still a ludicrous amount. Well, Remington, it's all for the greater good. You know, we have our three-episode rule. Just watching two episodes would make some people mad at oh, us. Oh, yeah. It'd be dicks. Yeah. I'm just doing this for you, Remington. Oh, yeah. For me and my education. Exactly. But, yes, the show we're watching today is called Helsing Ultimate. Okay, Helsing Ultimate. So, you've given me the very broad idea. There's the Helsing Corporation. This is a remake. They haunt the dark and spooky thing. But what exactly is going on who are the characters what are they doing what's happening in this world so helsing ultimate or helsing in general follows the adventures of the helsing organization an organization built and designed to hunt monsters and abominations against god oh boy do i have a high school for them <laughs> <laughs> oh if only right <laughs> if only but no and of course, these creatures are tormenting the human race, uh, for the most part in secret, which is amazing that this can happen, because in the show there are definitely massacres that I don't know how they keep that hidden. <laughs> At a certain point, they probably have given up on that, but early on they're like, this is a secret organization, nobody knows about our actions. Eventually, that, that that's definitely going to get blown out of the water. <laughs> yeah, but... it's very hard to maintain. Yeah, and... Uh, the organization is run by its head, a woman known as Integra Fairbrook Wingates Helsing. Oh boy! A very... What a name! Yeah, uh, by the way, it's set in England. <laughs> yeah, I, I got that. Whenever anime goes English, the names are like all in. Oh yeah, <laughs> that full name is great. It's... So you got Integra <laughs> Helsing. <laughs> More or less. <laughs> Integra Fairbrook Wingates Helsing. Oh, I... Four is, names. This is English and I've already forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> you can just call her Integra. Good old Integra. You know, because she's got a lot of integrity. Oh, uh, get it? Uh... Actually, well, sometimes she... It's debatable, really, at this point. <laughs> she commands the powerful military force of Helsing. And she spends her life fighting the undead and monstrosities. Okay, is she the main character? No. No, who needs her? <laughs> no, she's kind of the main character adjacent. Oh, okay, so she's, like, important. Essentially, this is just, like, a buddy cop drama, and that is the head honcho police sergeant. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> she has the great military power and government funding to, you know, fight these monstrosities, because, yeah. of course, the Crown knows about it. But it all pales in comparison to her ultimate weapon, Helsing Ultimate. Yeah, oh, yeah, I get yeah, it, because yeah, it's the yeah. old, oh, so funny. Uh, the Vampire Alucard. Alucard. Or Arucard, depending on your uh, preference. Uh, of course, because Japanese. Yes. Wait, so her secret weapon is a vampire. Oh, yeah. And the, is the vampire a member of Helsing? Yeah. Do they all know he's a vampire? Yeah. And they're totally fine with him being a vampire? Uh, because he is uh, contractually bound to the Helsing family. <laughs> <It's just> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the way you really get them. Listen, we fight vampires, but we're not savages. We aren't going to murder them. We're just going to get them in legally binding agreements to work on our side. You see, we believe they can be rehabilitated so long as all the logistical paperwork is in order. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> what in the world? Except it's more of a, like, magical demise demonic binding contract why don't they do that with every creature uh because every creature that would just be too much logistics and too much effort <laughs> that'd be ridiculous and besides alucard likes to kill vampires okay why oh because he thinks they're monsters there's some weird self-loathing self-deprecating stuff there yep Oh, man. Why? I, I'm confused. So, basically, the show is that. It's the Helsing Organization uh, and Alucard. Is he the main character? He is kind of the main character, Okay. Yes. Uh, and uh, Alucard's recently acquired servant vampire. Okay. So, there are two vampires in the organization. That makes total sense. Yes, it does. Uh, Saris Victoria. Saris Victoria. Yep. And... It, the show follows him battling... So the they want to bang. Well, he... Well, no. <laughs> I mean, she might. Uh, <laughs> there are some of those overtones in this show. Especially with the master uh, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say it's good fan fiction fuel. Oh, God. But no. It's... What it sounds like, honestly. It's vampires hunting vampires and fighting the evils of the world. Problem is, though... It's a very monster versus monster kind of situation. Because if, if there are monsters who are willing to fight the monsters, then it shows that not all monsters are bad, and thus it shows that you shouldn't just take monsters wholesale, and thus maybe there are just bad people. <laughs> I mean, a little bit, but at the same time, these monsters eat people on the reg, my dude. Well, yeah, some of them. Most of them. In now, fact, all of them, including Alucard. <laughs> you know what? I am, I'm officially a monster apologist in the Helsing world. <laughs> I am protesting the Helsing organization for unfair prejudice and discrimination against the darker kind. I'm having flashbacks to the time you were a bit of a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> hey, listen here. <laughs> <laughs> Gundam Seed, the other side was objectively better. <laughs> oh my goodness. But you're probably wondering what the difference is between this anime and the original. Uh, I guess, yeah, that's somewhat important. Uh, similarly to Full Metal Alchemist, uh, the manga wasn't finished at the time. Oh, of... God. Yeah. Why do they do this? It's only happened twice in my recollection, uh, and these are the two anime it's happened that's in. That's so dumb. It is. So, of Just course... go rewatch my rant from the Full Metal Alchemist episode. This is stupid. Yeah, and so, of course, the original Helsing 13-episode anime diverges from the manga quite a bit. Whereas the Helsing Ultimate Edition follows the manga much better in a much more cohesive way. And quite frankly, it's just a better story overall. Okay, it's how controversial is that opinion? Um, a little bit. A little bit. Not too bad, though, honestly. Okay, most people agree the remake is better. Yeah, because the story is more cohesive. It's a lot more interesting. It's better animated. The only downside is there's some CG in it. But the CG oh boy. isn't as jarring as some other anime. Like, okay. if you remember uh, Mirai Nikki's CG, for example. <laughs> yeah, that was, that yeah, was a trip. It, was, it wasn't great, but it was passable. Yeah. This is a lot more passable. Like, you can tell it's CG, but it's like, okay, it's CG, but I don't hate looking at it. Okay, I feel like I have 
a general understanding of what I'm about to get into, and I'm very unsure of how I'm going to feel about it. Well, I'll tell you this right now, Remington. This anime is not for kids. Okay, that's a positive. It is a positive. <laughs> uh, if you are a young and an impressionable youth, do not watch this. Unless you want to be edgy and rebel, then go right ahead. <laughs> we have a disclaimer. It's fine. We already have an explicit tag on our podcast, so if you're that young, you probably shouldn't be listening because of our naughty curse words. Uh, but you should definitely not be listening uh, and then watching this anime, I suppose, because it sounds like it's going to get very dark and mature. Yes, very much so. There's so much edge, you'll cut yourself on it. Uh, because this anime contains all of the following. Blood, gore, swearing, violence, action, some rape themes. Ooh, man. Talks of virgin, talks of religion, talks of purging, talks of... It, it, it's got the whole shebang. So if you feel uncomfortable with literally anything, <laughs> think twice. Hey, there's not much racism. <laughs> <laughs> what a slogan. Put that on the box. <laughs> Helsing Ultimate. There's not much racism. I mean, if you count <laughs> hatred towards the undead as racism, then there's a lot of it, but... <laughs> minimal stuff which i would like to point out that my organization protesting against helsing definitely does classify as racism <laughs> and they can expect a letter from our lawyers well i'll tell you right now there are two other main groups in this show there is a group called millennium who are kind of the big main baddies by baddies, does it just mean they support the rights of the monsters? No, they just want to destroy the world. Oh, well, that's not what we wanted either. And then there's the everybody's favorite uh, antagonist ad adjacent, the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> just the straight up church. Yeah, the Catholic Church, yeah. <laughs> And the Catholic Church, um, 13th Division, uh, the Judas Division, as it were, oh, known as Iscariot. Oh, so edgy. Uh, yes. Uh, the, they're the Catholic Church's monster hunters. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw my own organization into the fray. Uh, I would like to introduce everyone to Dracula United. Dracula United, where monsters are your friends. You are so going to get eaten. <laughs> hey, listen here! <laughs> We have a strong vetting process to rehabilitate monsters into the world that seeks to hate them out. We only accept the best of monsters. Through demonic contracts. What? I mean, sometimes you need to make a demonic contract, all right? Sometimes it needs to happen. But we fight through paperwork and words, not through genocide. The hilarious thing is, I feel like the Catholic Church would be the most offended by you and probably would take you out before the rest of them <laughs> And once you see this anime, you will agree with me. <laughs> Oh, that, that, this just seems so fantastical. The Catholic Church being intolerant. What a ludicrous notion. I know. It's almost like all of history is defined by the joke, uh, hooray, it's the Catholic Church. We're here to save you from yourselves. Oh no, it's the Catholic Church. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so is there anything else I need to know before jumping in? Honestly, Remington, I love this show. Oh no. Because of how over-the-top ridiculous and edgy and violent it is. Okay. Generally decent themes for me. It's going to be a major coin flip for you. Whether or not the edge cuts you, as it were, is going to be whether or not it takes you. 
Well, Sean, as we jump in, one of the things I'm going to be strongly looking towards is the fair and balanced representations of my clients of Dracula United. Oh, boy. <laughs> and with that, let's go watch some episodes of Helsing Ultimate. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching a grand total of two episodes of Hellsing Ultimate. Why are we watch two, you say? Because they're 40 minutes apiece, and I'll be honest, I don't think a third episode will change Remington's opinion much. And boy, do I have a very strong opinion. So, on a scale of one to invading Russia in the winter, how bad of an idea do you think it'll be for us to watch more of this show? Oh, dear God, even the very thought of it hurts me deeply. And why is that, Remington? This show is beloved by a lot of people. Is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it really shouldn't be. It's got an 8.5 out of 10. What in the world? Wow. You edgelord pieces of garbage. No. I'm getting the indication that you don't like this show very much, Remington. I don't. I think this is one of the most poorly done shows we have ever watched. Really? That's some pretty... What's the opposite of praise? Condemnation? Yeah. Pretty high condemnation. Oh, yeah. Why is that, Remington? Because almost everything was awful. This may sound familiar from last week, but nearly everything was awful. But Remington, I was trying to pick an anime that, you know, would be a bit of a break from the horribleness. I chose something that was so highly rated, was recommended to us by a fan, by the way, a person by the name of Micah. Thank you very much for the recommendations. Mike, I... Micah, Micah, I want you specifically to listen in close, Micah. If, if you love this show, as apparently everyone does, Micah, thank you so much for being a fan, but why do you hurt me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Remington, I don't think Micah wanted to hurt you. They gave a lot of recommendations for a lot of different anime that they seem to really <laughs> okay. enjoy and love. Oh, uh, well, Micah, I don't want to say that you got poor taste in anime, but this was really bad. But Remington, how can it be bad? Oh, let, let's get into it, Sean. Let, let's... Delve into it by dissecting the episodes themselves. You just want to get into it episode by episode. Well, there's only two episodes, but they are 45 minutes apiece, so it's pretty easy to... Yeah, this should be pretty, pretty straightforward. All right, let's start with episode one. In the beginning, we are introduced to a bit of a cutscene introduction flashback type of thing where the head of the Helsing organization, uh, Sir Integra, is running from her crazed uncle who is a little upset that he didn't get the organization after her father's death. Yeah, so her uncle is super angry. He's trying to hunt her down. I don't know how he initially lost her, but who cares drama? And so he eventually finds her in what was supposed to be a super secret hiding spot that nobody else was supposed to know about. Fine, whatever, who cares? And he finds her and he shoots her. Bada bing, bada boom. Oh no, shoots her right in the arm. And then blood splatters everywhere. Oh man, it would really suck if there was a blood 
blood-sucking creature around to, to drink that blood now on the floor. Yeah, but coincidentally enough, that room was the cell that held the fairly drained corpse of Alucard. Yep, and so he starts lapping up the blood. Meanwhile, the uncle has the gun in Integra's face, and right as he's about to shoot nice and slowly, he's not just gonna do it, because of course not. That would be ridiculous. Then the baddies would win, and we can't have the baddies win, even if there's obviously no way out of the baddies winning if they act at all rationally. Oh, don't worry. We will be touching upon this quite a few <laughs> more times. Then the vampire drinks the blood. Oh, he's empowered. He's awakened. He comes and he saves the day. Ooh. And then we cut to the present day to a small town called Cheddar. You missed that part. The town was called Cheddar. <laughs> okay, that's nice. Yeah, uh, in rural England uh, in the 90s, of course, uh, that has been turned into ghouls by a homicidal vampire priest because that speaks all kinds of messages. Yep. And so there's a vampire and a bunch of ghouls and they're roaming around and Integra's like, oh yeah, you got a vampire. And the town folk are like, a vampire? How ridiculous. How absurd. We know we have zombie ghoul monsters, but vampires? What? To be fair, those guys were from outside and were called in to figure out what the hell was going on. Uh, and to be fair, if someone was like, hey. There are ghouls and vampires in there. You don't want to go in there. You think they're crazy. Why would you go in well, there? Well, here's the thing. I would think they're crazy because we live in a world that doesn't have ghouls and vampires and dark twisted abominations of a supernatural sort. I don't know. I have seen the presidency. <laughs> but when it is so prominent in the world that you're living on and the 90s, this will blow your mind, had cameras? So you would have very clear documentation of multiple instances. And this has been going on for like all of humankind. So you'd think that by then you'd have a good indication. But whatever, the vampire and the ghouls are running amok. That they are. And of course, they could have sent in their full military force, which turns out to be only about 100 men, uh, as you find out near the end of episode two. But... They have something better. Remember that vampire that she found in the basement? They're sending him in. Oh yeah, he's their secret weapon. And so he shows up and the ghouls and the vampire have already murdered a bunch. And right now they're about to rape and murder a police girl, right? And they're like, oh man, oh boy, am I going to rape the crap out of you? I'm going to rape you and I'm going to rape you. Uh, and they really emphasize the raping just far far more than is necessary like you can tell it's not it's not just that it fits within the dark themes and this is a dark show no they are trying so hard to emphasize how far they're pushing the envelope that they are of course uh the police girl who you've probably figured out is an important character at this point because well she's the only person alive in the whole town and is in the middle of the confrontation between alucard and this psychotic priest which i can never remember the name of because i don't think they ever say his name no it doesn't matter it doesn't matter gets in the classic hostage situation got the police girl around the throats you got the scary vampire uh, that he, of course he shoots up the vampire thinking, ah, he's just a dude, he's gonna die. Oh no, he's not gonna die, he's a vampire. Can I just say, shooting was just the main way of killing, including for vampires? Like, we had vampire shootouts that often made me think, then why, 
why is this a show about vampires? And later it's revealed just so they can have no rules and do whatever they'd like at any given time because who needs good motivation or plot? We'll get to that. Uh-huh. But nonetheless, when you just have two vampires shooting at one another and none of the shots matter until they die, it really doesn't have much tension, nor does it have interesting action. But Remington, we're Americans, hot-blooded and ready to do some action with guns. But they aren't. They're English. <laughs> oh, that's a very good point, actually. Uh, it, carry on. It, it was just very strange. And later on, you'd get more traditional vampire stuff. But it did feel very unnecessary by the time you showed the vampire stuff because you can just have guns. And so it boiled down to using guns is reasonable but boring and using anything else might be more interesting to watch but rarely is well motivated. And it... Oh, boy. Anyway, so they end up having a little bit of shootout and eventually... He kills all of the ghouls immediately, just boom, 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 shoot them all. Alucard doesn't care. And then the the evil baddie, he takes police girl in a sort of hostage-type position, and he's like, ha-ha, can't shoot me now, can you? Uh, but he does shoot him after asking a very awkward question, which, to be fair, reasonable in the situation. Hey, police girl, are you a virgin? Yeah, because if you are a virgin, then when you're bit, you get turned into a vampire. And if you're not, you turn into a ghoul, right? Because it's very important about where you stick your dick. Uh, it's more about the purity of soul and of God. There's a lot of heavy Christian themes in this show, which a lot of Christians would really be angry at me for saying. Oh, yeah, it's real weird, but I, I didn't, I'm not even going to harp on the weird religious themes or the weird ways that they're used because there's so much more to harp on. Yeah, you have a whole list and it's quite a long list. I've seen it. Yeah, it's one of my longer lists that I've made. So he shoots them both and he shoots the baddie right in the heart and he kills the other vampire, Neat. And then he goes to the girl and he's like, oh no, looks like you might die. I wonder if there's another course of action to take. And it Acts as if he's figuring out what to do, but given his question, he knew what he was going to do. So it's just as if they forgot that past 10 seconds. Uh, to be fair, Remington, it was more like he was double-checking with her. He's like, so I shot you through the heart. Uh, do you want to live or not? That's basically what it was. Sort of. I suppose you could make that argument, but it definitely was a bit off. And so, of course, he bites her. There's a really weird, jarring, way too colorful dream sequence that what did not fit. And there are quite a few of these moments when it comes to the police girl where things just become colorful and silly for a moment, but not silly enough to be humorous, which I think is what they were going for. It is, and I'll say this right now, the humor definitely falls very flat in this show. No, it feels like the network watched it and was like, oh, okay, but you know what really helped? Adding some humor. And so they just shoehorned it in there a few times and it never worked. Anyway, after the dream sequence, she wakes up and she is a Draculina. Ooh, ah. It's one of the stupidest terms I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it makes sense. Male vampires are Draculas and female vampires are Draculinas. What's the problem? You know, I, I've heard of a, a term for male and female vampires. What's that, Remington? Vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just feels like such an unnecessary distinction to 
have Dracula and Draculina, but this show, oh boy, it loves its jargon. If it can come up with a very specific term for something, it will. Every single weapon has a title. Every single group has a name, a section, a subcategory, and a subname. Every single thing, it so desires this jargon, these unnecessary labels so that way when talking about it you can feel like you're an insider oh yes group 13 the the iscariot chapter oh look how in and smart i sound but it's false world building you're not actually building a living breathing world you're just making up so many terms that it feels more complicated than it actually is what are you trying to tell me that vampires fighting vampires and the church fighting vampires and just edge galore isn't good world building? It certainly could be, but in this instance, it definitely ain't. And that comes across with all of the sub-characters, too. If you're a very well-done show, then you will make every death feel like it's meaningful. Even a town full of nobodies, you will feel impacted because that was a town of real people in there who really died, and you will feel the effects. Police Girl, she doesn't give a damn about her town that was just destroyed at any point that we saw. Oh, well, now, don't be ridiculous. Her two partners that were with her at the beginning were turned into gold. Oh, you're right. There was a single moment that she gave a darn about the massacre of everyone she knew and loved, and that's when she recognized two of the ghouls, and that was it. That two-second span where she said her name. Otherwise, she's fine, and otherwise, every single character who dies is fine. They're not mourned. They're not cared about. It's just like, oh, man, that's inconvenient. They are just bodies to be shot at. And they aren't useful, they aren't interesting. It's just so you can see the big baddies fight each other in a way that they don't fight each other yet. Well, Remington, they're great for adding a splash of color to the screen. <laughs> and, and that is basically all. Anyway, so she wakes up as a Draculina and she's like, Oh no, I'm a Draculina! And they talk about that for a while, I guess. Yeah, basically. In form of her situation, then they go out doing what vampires do best, hunting other vampires, apparently. Yeah, which I... All of my problems listed in the first half still apply. Hashtag Dracula United. Monsters are your friend. And they decide they're going to go on a little mission, chasing down these two real bad vampires, right, that have been really messing things up. And so they go, and they, they confront them. One of them runs away. The other one hides in a building. Alucard just kills the one who hides in a building they just shoot at each other and then alucard shoots him better bada bing bada boom yeah because he's uh he's a low class vampire you know third rate fourth rate scum really easy to deal with he doesn't even know how to heal himself which apparently is a learned skill for vampires in this universe yeah which oh we'll we'll get to my problems with that when that becomes relevant but then you have police girl and i'm not saying her name because they've said her name exactly once Maybe twice? twice? I think. Oh, okay. They've twice. said her name twice in the two hours that I watch. So they always call her police girl. So I'm just going with police girl. Do you even know what her name is? Uh, something Victoria. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. It's just police girl. Yeah, that's all. That's what they say here as. So that's what I remembered. And so she's at the top of the roof just aiming a gun. I don't know why she's aiming the gun yet because she doesn't, she doesn't think she can do it yet. 
but she's just like casually aiming it. And then Alucard shows up and he's like, all right, you're going to shoot her. And she's like, but it's so dark and it's so far away. And he's like, nah, just use your vampire powers. Just look into the eye on your forehead and then you'll do it. And he's like, okay. And then she just does. And it doesn't explain how any of this works. It's just, just do it. And your vampire powers will work out. Which was one of the most annoying things that a show can do. Hey, no, you've immediately gotten superpowers. We're not going to explain the rules ever at any given point. Just so that whenever we need something really cool to happen, it can happen. Don't worry about it. And that's the problem when you don't establish rules. We saw this very well done in Death Note where it said, here are the rules. Here they can be manipulated. And it very methodically, very meticulously played with those rules and worked within those guidelines so you had powerful motivations within the framework of the show. Within this show, there aren't any rules. Vampires can do whatever they want at any given time. And so that means that motivations don't matter. It means that everything is based on plot convenience because there's no real limitations and any limitations that do occur are equally arbitrary and just as suddenly brought up to be equally convenient to the plot. Remington, I am getting the faintest hint that you are a little upset at the way the show has decided to do things. It did everything wrong, and that is why. And we aren't even done with the episode yet. Of course not. We're only two-thirds of the way through. Yep, right after this incident of exploring vampire powers, uh, albeit shallowly, we cut to a small church in Italy. And this is where we meet one of the other big organizations and one of the big, you could say baddies, because he's not a goodie, that's for certain. <laughs> Alexander Anderson of the Catholic Church, member of Iscariot, and basically the Catholic Church's version of Alucard. Less vampire, more technology superhuman. I did not listen to a single word that was said in this scene because both characters were wearing glasses. And let me assure you, if there's a character wearing glasses, and there are so many of them, they're going to do that stereotypical anime flare where it glares on the glasses and they're all whited out. 90% of the time when they're wearing glasses, it doesn't matter where the sun is, where there's any sources of light, they can be silhouetted, but oh, you can be assured their lenses will be nice and flared up. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's the epitome of unnecessary and, gr and gratuitous tension that's just trying to look cool, but they overuse it to such a degree that it's meaningless. The scene didn't matter anyway. The point is they're going to go and try and hunt Alucard. That's, that's it. That They're going to try and kill Alucard. Well, the scene does matter because it introduces you to the character, shows you he's a crazy Catholic priest man who likes to hunt things, and that uh, they don't like Protestants very much. Yeah, neat. All right, so then Alucard and Police Girl, they're going, they're hunting a bunch of ghouls in this place. So oh, neat. They just take them down one by one. It's real easy because they're just fodder. When all of a sudden, she gets stabbed by a bunch of holy bayonets. Oh, it really looks like things are dire for her. I wonder if she's going to be seriously injured. But wait, she wasn't punctured through the heart very deliberately because Anderson is the one who did it and he wants to just have fun with it. I've ranted about this motivation before. <laughs> it's not a good motivation. Oh man, the villain, he's so evil that he likes to play with his food. So he's not going to kill the heroes even though he really should be able to. Why? Because he likes to have fun with it. Also known as... 
because we can't have the main character die even though they really should? That's what that means 100% of the time. It's happened before, I've ranted about it before, and I've yet to be proven wrong. Then, he and Alucard have a fight scene. Oh man, it looks like Alucard is gonna die. His head was chopped off. He was stabbed in the heart. By all accounts, this is how we've learned vampires die. So surely he's dead, right? Oh, but no sorry, Bob. You have some false tension between Integra shows up and Police Girl, and they sort of fight Anderson. Neat, cool, meaningless. But then Alucard is not actually dead, even though that's the way you kill vampires. Oh, so surprising! Uh, because then they reveal that Alucard is basically the pinnacle of vampire technology or breeding or however it is you make vampires apparently uh contracts with the devil mm. yeah it's it's oh well, very well explained <laughs> it does get explained later on but i don't think i could force remington to sit through much more of the show hell no but he's back he's full power now anderson is outnumbered he's like well all right i guess i'll take care of you a lot later because i'll tell you right now what i love about the dub of this show which we didn't watch because i didn't have easy access to it is that Anderson has a very heavy Scottish accent in the show. Oh, that would be much better. Yeah, I was wanting to watch the dub because the dub is fairly decent, honestly. But, of course, I'm limited by the legal media I can afford. Yeah, and so... Alucard comes back, and another issue with this is they will often attack each other, but they don't even get phased by it. When you have a character who's stabbed by two swords and just goes on completely dandy, well, then getting stabbed doesn't matter. When you have a character who then gets shot, but he moves perfectly fine, then it doesn't matter. So these characters are, in quotes, harming one another, but not, so it has no stakes. And I'm sure that Alucard has some great weakness, some great Achilles heel, but it's not established. So any fight he's in, you're like, okay, the way that you kill a vampire is not the way that you kill him. So as far as we are concerned, he cannot die. Thus, any battle he's in has no stakes. But that that's essentially episode one. And episode two is a lot more straightforward. Yes, it is. After the conflict with Anderson, they go back, and of course, they're all chilling at the base. Episode two starts with another flashback, believe it or not. Uh, this time for Alucard himself. Kind of goes back to when he was originally defeated by Van Helsing himself and talking about monsters and some poetry is said, and nobody really gives a damn, quite frankly. Yeah, it was, it was trying to be real poetic and meaningful and backstory. I didn't care at all. The main brunt of episode two is you have the Valentine brothers, who are two super magical vampire brothers, who show up and they're trying to attack Helsing, which you'd think as a specialist vampire hunting organization, they should be prepared for this sort of thing. But no, they get almost wiped the fuck out. To be fair though, before this, they had never seen an organized ghoul attack. Like a military style attack, because that's what it was. It was a bunch of ghouls in full body armor with riot shields and sub submachine guns, quite frankly. Uh, led by two very powerful vampires. A bunch of normal dudes apparently can't do much against that. Yeah, so they do the very annoying thing of the ghoul army along with the Valentine brothers wipe out 100% of Helsing's little army that they have. And they're right about to get to the final conference room, which has Integra and all the council members that don't mean a thing yet. Uh, meanwhile, uh, it's at only at this stage where they're like, hey, Alucard and Police Girl, maybe you should help out a bit. <laughs> We're all about to die, so if you could come up 
an assist. That'd be cool. Yeah. But can we talk about the Valentine brothers a little bit? Because they're they're interesting, aren't they, Remington? All right. So they have two personalities. Yes. One, the younger brother. Oh, man, he's just the taboo one. He's going to say a lot of curse words and flip you off and be super edgy because that's not acceptable in society. Get it? Get it? Get it? He'll keep doing it. He'll keep doing it. Is it edgy yet? Are you uncomfortable yet? Get it? How edgy it is? You seem pretty uncomfortable right now, Remington. Uh, more frustrated. And the other one doesn't have a personality at all. I mean, he's kind of the opposite of a Jan, which is the younger brother. In that he doesn't say anything edgy because he doesn't say anything meaningful. Oh, he's wearing white clothes. He doesn't like to get dirty. Neat. And he's like, and he looked up to Alucard as something to surpass. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, very bland. Yeah, he borderline meaningless. And so the older brother, he's he goes and he shows that he has some super wisp superpowers. He can disappear into a flash of light, go around, and then just cut everybody into a million pieces and it's not really well explained but he just does it and it's cool oh fantastic right and so he has an amazing superpower that has no rules and so he's gonna go fight Alucard meanwhile the younger brother Jane he goes and he has the ghoul army and they're marching forward and they get confronted by police girl and the butler and the butler they try to establish like oh look he's just a butler but he's actually a badass oh well to be fair in every bit of fiction ever butlers are usually badasses especially comic book style violent action yep and of course the butler also just has a superpower of invisible wire that he can cut things into a million pieces with at his leisure with very little rules because who needs to know how things work so you're saying you would have preferred if it did the more shonen thing of explaining how everybody's individual powers work here's the thing that shonen thing is often done very poorly because the explanations are horrible what i would love is if you just said, here are the rules of being a vampire. Here's what you get. Here's how it's done. Here are the things you can do now. And then it worked within those rules. A very less is more approach. But it didn't do that thing. Or you could have had these different powers, but make them very clear what's going on. It didn't do that either. So you have the butler and he eliminates all of the ghouls within 10 seconds. So all these ghouls that are supposed to be so threatening because they're armored, they have riot shields. Oh my goodness, they're so strong. They've wiped out the entire vampire specialist army. They're wiped out in in a moment, but there are more of them. Oh no, they're all wiped out in a moment, but there are more of them. Oh no, they're all wiped out in a moment. No stakes, no intensity, no pressure, not even any great action choreography because he just waves his hands and they're all dead. But then you have the little brother still and he shows up oh man this could be an issue no he just gets messed up and it's pretty clear cut uh and right as he's about to die he's like but by the way alucard is getting killed by my brother right now and then he flips him off and then he disappears into ash and no i don't care at all oh he also gave them one last word because he of his uh nonchalant fuck you attitude which they did establish at the beginning but remington was too busy being angry to pay attention to that he just tells them one word millennium so that they have an idea of who is doing the bad shit because he of course he doesn't give a shit yeah but why why would he give intel because it's convenient to the plot for the most part and so then you you go and you go back to alucard and luke valentine the older brothers fight scene and yet again 
since there are no rules, it's just them hitting each other and not being hurt. But then Luke starts shooting the crap out of Alucard. Oh man, Alucard is bloodied. He's looking grim. I wonder if he's going to be able to overcome these. Of course he is. Of course he is. There are no stakes. Luke isn't going to win, obviously. I'm not worried for a single moment. All of a sudden, Alucard becomes this super horrendous monstrosity because he has powers that haven't been explained because, of course. And Luke, oh, he's suddenly terrified now. He's just pissing his pants. And so he runs away. He doesn't do the super speed run that he's had where he can flash from one place to another, nor does he disappear into a wisp that can super quickly disappear and not be hit. No, he doesn't do any of those things. He just casually jogs away in terror. And then, of course, he gets captured and he gets real messed up and, and captured in the horrorous monstrosity that is Alucard. Bada bing, bada boom. That's it. To be fair, though, I mean, if you were fighting a normal-ass vampire and you were a vampire yourself and you felt like you were doing a good job, then out of nowhere, he does a weird thing with his hands and a bunch of eyes appear out of nowhere and he turns into a giant hellhound. I'd be a little spooked, too, personally. Yeah, I'd probably be spooked if ghouls weren't my main friend in this world and if genocides weren't my main thing and if I hadn't heard a ton about horribly strong and terrifying Alucard is and thus should have been able to mentally prepare just a little bit, I would be terrified because I'm just a dude. So it was not well established. Yet another thing that's just convenient for the plot. This show had no strong motivations. Its characters were all extremely one-dimensional and meaningless. None of them had any reason to do anything. The story is meaningless and nonsensical and it doesn't add up. It's just trying to be edgy. It's trying to be badass in very gratuitous ways where every single character needs to be the ultimate badass. Uh, there, there, there are three things good about this show. Three, and that's it. Three? three. I, I was amazed you even came up with one. Let's go. One, soundtrack is pretty good. Soundtrack is actually really phenomenal. Two, decent art. It gets old real quick, but it is decent, at least initially. They put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's decently detailed. It, it gets really annoying how they use light and shadows as it goes on because they really overuse it in a very obnoxious way, but... It's well done. It's the Abrams lens flare of anime is what you're trying to say. Oh, yeah. And three, it does have recognizable character design. Now, the characters themselves are absolute trash, but their designs are memorable. So I'll give them that. <laughs> Besides those three things, everything is awful. Everything. Everything. Uh, but Remington, what about the great twist at the end of episode two? The most oh. important twist. Oh, yeah. Finding out who Millennium is. It's Nazis. Yeah. It, it's Nazis who are really into Star Wars. That's it. <laughs> That's all. That's not even wrong. That's not no 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 they were saying that they were trying to figure out what millennium was and walter's sources said that the closest thing they had was a fan club in los angeles oh, okay. based on the millennium falcon oh okay millennium as in the resurrecting of a thousand year old uh society as in the nazis in the roman empire yeah millennium because that wouldn't be a very popular common name as just a standard word that is used very often as a name whatever everything is bad i really disliked it but don't you love the idea of Nazi vampires? That's a decent idea, but I don't care about its use in this anime. <laughs> so you're saying if you had Nazi vampires in a completely different show, that'd be more your speed? It could be interesting. It could be well done. 
already a bit convoluted, but it could be well done. I don't know. I feel like it loses its meaning after a while. Nazi vampires. Because we've already had Nazi zombies for years and years. It's true. I think, long story short, my organization, Dracula United, <laughs> vehemently condemns this anime for its frankly racist depiction of all monsters and its depiction of the good monsters as extremely edgy we believe that anime on a whole has misrepresented them both by over fetishizing them over sexualizing them or making them far darker and more violent than they actually are and dracula united let me guarantee you sean we are going to represent monsters properly in a fair and balanced way Quite frankly, Remington, I'm getting the hint that you might actually be a vampire. And this isn't the first time in the show <laughs> that you have mentioned possibly being a vampire. And I am very concerned by this fact. Oh, don't worry, Sean. Just one question. What? Are you a virgin? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, ultimately, Helsing Ultimate is not your cup of tea, Remington. Oh, no. And how do you feel about Micah now? I appreciate you as a listener, Micah, but if you could just not recommend anything more. <laughs> oh, don't you be... You have hurt me deeply, Micah. Don't be such a baby, Remington. He only gave us seven additional recommendations. Oh, Micah, why? <laughs> <laughs> and you might like one or two of them. <laughs> and the hilarious thing is, if you out there want to recommend an anime, you can do that. Whether it's something you think he'll like, or something that you hope he tears apart like he just did with Helsing Ultimate. <laughs> oh, 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 no. You just have to send us an email. It's really easy. This has been rough. It has been a little rough, but it's Halloween month, man. We gotta think about the scary horror stuff. I gave you something last week that was very, well, horrifying to you specifically and to the most of the general populace. So this week, you know, it made sense to do a horror anime. You know, something that's got a lot of gore and violence and edgy themes. I thought that would be a reasonable thing to do. But really, the horror was you having to watch it, wasn't it? Oh, the true monsters are within ourselves, Sean. And the true monster is me allowing myself to do this podcast again and again and again. The hilarious thing is, is that is literally the message of Helsing. Oh, happy Halloween. <laughs> Don't worry, Remington. We still have at least one more episode in the month of October to <laughs> remedy this horror scenario oh, for you. please let it be something good. It might be. Uh, next week, our Halloween special, where we just kill me. Yep. <laughs> Live on podcast feed. It'll just be a lot of grunts and groans, and if you're not paying attention, it might sound like something else, but that's fine. It's fine. Amazingly, it might be one of my favorite episodes of the podcast just because it ends it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll just bring you back. Ugh. So, Remington, I have to ask, would you like to go watch some more Helsing Ultimate with me? Not on your undead vampiric life, Sean. That's a shame. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. We really appreciate it. If you'd like us to do more... Leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, or word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. And if you would like to send us direct feedback, whether it be a comment, question, feedback, or yet another recommendation, hopefully one that does not hurt me as much, you can send an email over onto animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and... Ah, God, 
Oh, I think I just cut myself on the edge. <laughs> 